Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app or by email at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So let's get started with the announcements for the podcast episode. So again, this is April's uh, uh, environmental holidays. So of course, April is uh, recognized generally as Earth Month. And I want to get a head start in letting you know about National Environmental Education Week. Um, Maybe nationally and or internationally, Um, However you celebrate it, it's held usually around April 10th to the 16th. So next up is the segment Headlines from the Hemispheres. It is where I talk about environmental news globally. So the headlines there. So the first headline is all about the pandemic and how different climate change negotiations that are, of course, international aren't going on. So the pandemic delays international climate change negotiations. And you can learn more about that piece on npr.org in the environment section. So regarding talks of climate change internationally, they were, of course, scheduled for this year in 2020. As long as you're listening, listening uh, in this year, you know, they were started, uh, you know, plans around it, and they haven't happened, and it's all because of the horrible coronavirus pandemic that we are, that we are currently in. New dates are set for the year 2021 uh, at Copenhagen 26, and scientists are really rimming down how important it is to keep carbon emissions low and to keep the warming extremely limited as best we can. Uh, set targets of 2030. That's the uh, year that most countries are trying to uh, propose renewable energy strategies, different ones, or limit carbon, or actually go you know to big percentages as far as their renewable energy uh, where they live and operate there. Um, and uh, the 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 degree of 1.5 degrees Celsius is uh, the cap as far as uh, what scientists want uh, to advise uh, countries of uh, that limit. And so, you know, it'll sort of stave off the worst impacts of climate change. And there was a quote from the UN Climate Change Executive Secretary uh, Patricia Espinosa. And so she says, quote, this is a chance for, for nations to recover better to include the most vulnerable in those plans and a chance to shape the 21st century economy in ways that are clean, green, healthy, just, safe, and more resilient, end quote. The next headline is all about birds and exposure to harmful PCBs. Birds exposed to PCBs as nestlings show behavior changes as adults. You can learn more about that news on ENN.com. That's Environmental News Network. So there was a study that was published in the journal uh, PLOS ONE, uh, P-L-O-S, and then ONE. And it was conducted out of the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. And so it studied how uh, polychlorinated biphenols or PCBs, which I've talked on on a number of different podcast episodes, how they were first banned in 1979, but yet they still contaminate the environment because of things like improper, uh, improper disposal. And uh, a lead uh, author of the study, uh, Sarah DeLeon, she says, quote, Male zebra finches exposed to PCBs during development saying fewer syllables as adults. 
Depending on the type of PCB treatment, some finches made more nestling attempts and also abandoned nests more often. End quote. And then the third and last headline is about monarch butterflies. So human handling stresses young monarch butterflies. That headline was also found via ENN.com. That's also known as Environmental News Network. So out of the University of Georgia, there was an ecologist who was studying the life stages of monarch butterflies and how they're being handled and how that's stressful to them, uh, not only uh, in other, you know, maybe animals, but mostly uh, in their early life stages. So, you know, any animal, you know, you're handling them, you could kill them, but with monarch butterflies, it's a bit different. And so he tested the stresses of the different butterflies. And so he advised, you know, people to not handle them. And that it's pretty, you know, known that they are, you know, precious. They're fragile. And so uh, the research paper goes in uh, about uh, what he learned. And you can learn more about it and read more on it uh, on bio one. It's B-I-O-O. NE.org and the paper is evaluating cardiac reactions of monarch butterflies to human handling across three life stages. So the source for some of the information from this podcast episode comes mainly from grist.org and I thought about um, first considering how you know, a lot of people are stuck indoors during what's happening with the coronavirus and how it's killing so many people, especially in the U.S., how it's getting a lot of people sick worldwide. And I think um, to sort of get our mind on things that we can do um, that can keep us sharp and fresh, um, you know, you can do this, some of these activities with your family or young kids or friends. Uh, someone who's interested in climate action, someone who loves solutions, someone who wants to be busy with themselves and to not um, be a victim of things like maybe depression or anxiety or have any other, um, you know, mental ailments creep in on you, you know, you can do things. So these are plenty of things I'm going to you know talk about. Uh, maybe some of these will jump out at you. Some of these maybe you'll identify with. And maybe you'll um, want to do for years to come. Maybe they'll spark something in you. And so um, there's a lot that's going on, you know, behind the scenes while people are, you know, working and are um, being essential workers. And some people are starting businesses. Some people are traveling, you know, domestically, cautiously. People are organizing in the streets. Some people are, um, they are protesting still. There are a lot of protests still happening. There are boycotting of different uh, businesses and people. Um, people are trying to figure out who they're going to vote for and why. Um, people are looking for work. You know, they're be, they've been fired from work or they've lost a job entirely. You know, certain sectors or, or you know, places where people used to, um, you know, have businesses. They don't have them anymore. So all these things are happening right now. So if you... Uh, want to be proactive during this time if you love climate issues um, or you want to put on your organizer hat uh, this is the podcast episode for you and so you're going to be interested in tons of new things um, you know that are going to be talked about uh, during this episode so we're going to talk about the coronavirus and a little bit of the climate and some things that you can do to sort of get yourself busy uh, learn some new things maybe um, try something you hadn't tried before. You know, this is a, a podcast episode for those who are adventurous, for those who are curious, and those who want to try things that are new. So the first uh, tip is to uh, pile on the foods that uh, last. So this is where you go grocery shopping, um, you know, maybe raid your friend's uh, kitchen or cabinet for grains, for example, that last a long time. This is where you last 
um, or foods last a long time depending on which foods that you buy or get. So beans, lentils, I like lentils, or certain grains. Um, these are perfect options because you know that they'll last for a long time, they're healthy, they're versatile, um, and they're climate-friendly foods most often. I've talked about um, in a few different uh, podcast episodes how some grains, um, you know, their shelf life uh, steady. They sometimes are fair trade certified. They're organic, you know, and most times organic things last a, l- a little bit longer. And if you're looking for boxed foods, but you know, they happen to uh, be good for the planet, you should stock up on those definitely. This is where this is the time when you should win grocery shopping or buying uh, foods for um, filling in the gaps. You know, make a list of your foods that you don't have in your in your cabinet, uh, in your fridge, in your freezers, and then buy foods that you know that you can fill in the gaps with them. This helps you know sort of prevent food waste, and you know we hate food waste on the show. Number two is to get yourself a power strip or uh, power strips. So, you know, having multiples of them. When you have appliances in the house, sometimes you can get bogged down with wires and the excess energy that you're using. But, you know, if you're not using those appliances, just put them all in one power strip, easily turn it on and off, or go ahead and unplug them. You know, sometimes, you know, the amount of power that you're zapping um, and using, you know, Sometimes every day, weekly, you know, depending on your bill, you could be really um, shooting yourself in the foot because you're using so much power and you don't need to use that much power and you can use a power strip. It really is great at organizing, um, you know, and if you can uh, have a maybe a power bank or some sort of um, place where you can put in multiple um, plugs, you're better off keeping things neat. Um, and then, of course, using the power switch on the power strip, easily turning on and off your appliances. Number three is to get rid of your junk mail. Now, I gotta say that this is a favorite of mine because I hate junk mail. Um, I hate it like the Dickens. I hate it like the devil. I hate junk mail. It is so annoying. I don't know how sometimes mail companies or places that the post office just cannot... Uh, the 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 places that the post office just cannot uh, reach and tell them to stop uh, mailing, they just have no uh, reign over how these companies get your information. And sometimes they just won't stop mailing you um, and sending junk mail, like envelopes you don't need or offers you do not want. So another way of fighting climate change is to not use resources like paper and, you know, uh, soluble inks or non-soluble inks in the environment that are not good. You know, most times, you know, some companies haven't gotten with the times. They're not, they don't know what soy-based inks are. They don't know what, um, you know, papers to not use, glossy papers or regular paper. Um, and sometimes they even stick them in newspapers and other types of mailing so that you don't even know if you're recycling it correctly because it's wedged in between certain papers. So um, there's different ways this can be done. I have a, a, a plenty of them in the Mother Earth Minute. So I think a really solid tip is to get rid of your junk mail. Number four is to bike for exercising. Now, I haven't ridden ridden a bike in um, a long time, in some years, but I miss it. So if you are interested in having a different form of exercise that happens to deal with going outside, you know, getting a bike, you know, that could be a few hundred or a few thousand dollars, and where you want to invest in some new uh, sort of uh, exercise mode, I say do it. If you live um, near some bike lanes, you know, school friendly, park friendly, um, or you're in a place and you live somewhere that's maybe inaccessible to, um, you know, a lot of cars or trucks, then I would definitely suggest getting a bike. A bike is, you know, a sure way to uh, be up on your technology and, and there's different there, there's different waves of bikes that are coming out, you know, more and more. And, you know, if you have some money to kind of spare, and you don't want to go for a car. It's totally understandable. And so a bike, you know, is an is a easier option for you. And I highly suggest that you take it. There's research that goes along with every product, you know, with a truck, with the SUV, a car, 
etc. And so with the bike, it's no different. But if you want to use it for um, lowering your carbon emissions and exercising, you know, doing something great for the planet, then biking and purchasing a bike is the way to go. Number five is to cook and cook um, bigger and bolder. Cook meals that you know um, are different for you, are new. You know, this is the time to uh, relish in uh, getting a, a cookbook um, or maybe, you know, your grandma's recipe, you know, learning from your friends or someone who you know cooks a lot. This is the time to uh, build community. This is the time to uh, love food, to appreciate food. Uh, most times if you cook a, a meal that tastes really good, you're going to cook it more and more. And that means less food waste. Particularly if you don't like a meal, you're not going to probably eat that again. Um, so if you're, you're buying uh, certain foods and certain recipes and these call, um, you know, multiple servings or you're eating them, I don't know, maybe a few times a month, then this is perfect. You know, you, you get acclimated to what you like. Um, to what you don't like and what you're not going to buy again. It saves money and time. You go to familiar recipes and you are getting a, a different palate um, uh, and you're exploring uh, what food can be. You're not, you're not scared and you're going for it. That's what it's all about, especially if you're going to eat food. So definitely cooking uh, from the heart, cooking something new, is this is the perfect time to do it. You know, you're inside, people are cooking things they haven't cooked in years. Uh, some people are cooking for the first time um, and they're making it a family affair and they're having fun with it. And so you should too. Number six is to talk to your loved ones and your friends about climate change. Now, I know that this can be scary. You know, you don't want to come in like the absolute expert. You don't want to, you know, step on anybody's toes or you don't want to... Um, be like a flat earther for those who are maybe flat earthers or you want to you know just go in and, and have your ideas and have your facts and your research but sometimes you can just start with a question you can just start with um, exploring a topic that you that you heard about maybe on YouTube or you saw in an online article or that you've read in a book um, and so that can sort of bridge a gap with your friends and family you know, maybe they've also checked out the National Geographic um, listings for the past few days. And maybe they happened upon something that was curious. And so you talk about it. And so that's a starting point. Maybe they saw a, a documentary about plastics recycling and about how the plastic pollution is really putting a damper on economies in the world, the ones that cannot process the plastic. And so they're having to dump it um, in the oceans or in landfills or try to sell it as best they can or make some use out of it. Um, you could talk about that. You could talk about your favorite climate change issues and what are their favorites and how they got to, um, how they got to liking uh, those climate issues. That's a start too. Any way that you can maneuver the conversation to talk about climate change, you know, talk about solutions, um, things that are new, you know, that's a, that's a good place to be in because uh, a lot of people, they just sometimes, you know, watch TV or hear snippets and sound bites of certain conversations or interviews, and then they just run with it and they haven't heard the whole story. Number seven is to uh, take part in a climate change inspired fun. So this is where you can make things your own. You can definitely binge on movies, you can have maybe a board game night, um, or you could read several books um, that are climate change related. Um, there are, you know, plenty ones in the in the uh, new coming years that have you know gone about. Like for example, the uh, sixth extinction. I have that book. Um, there are other books that you um, you know maybe familiar with. Maybe they're books from um, Bob McKibben. Um, you know, or the, the founder of uh, 350.org or other uh, climate activists who you uh, love or you look up to. Looking at different resources, this is a sort of goal for this uh, step, for step number seven, because uh, you're, you've already invested time in uh, climate change information, but you're making it fun. You could do this with kids, with your family. You could maybe have 
an I Spy uh, climate change a game that you do every so often or they get to pick the board game and it happens to do about the planet. There's so many ideas and ways that this could go. So all you have to do is just make it fun. Number eight is to adjust your utility bill. So this could go a number of ways, but the first one is that you can buy your power, um, buy your power from renewable energy sources. So solar, um, hydropower, wind, geothermal, any source that is renewable that your company um, somehow maybe could be on board with or give you some um, incentive to switch, you know, that way, you know, then do it. That's fine. Um, or maybe you could just switch to a renewable energy company. Either one um, is fine that you happen to, you know, research into and look at. Uh, or also you could switch to a time of use plan, which I haven't really heard too much about. But it's where you're charged more for your electricity that you use during the times of day when it's, you know, most in demand, like during dinner time. But then you're charged less at times when uh, people aren't really using it. So like in the morning, this is, you know, when people get up and go or they're going outside or they have to work and they're not necessarily indoors. Number nine is to spring clean your, your place where you, where you live. So your apartment, house, condo, flat. Um, for those who live abroad, um, you know, there are different names for what people call home. And so, yeah, the cleanest thing that you could do for your home is to make sure that um, it's properly, you know, sanitized, your air vents are cleaned, um, you're vacuuming, you're getting rid of, you know, dirty dishes, things you haven't worn in years, um, things you haven't touched in years. You know, maybe it's time to get new books. Maybe it's time to, you know, get rid of some shoes that are just ratty tatty. Um, you know, and if you're, I, w I wouldn't say if you're bored, but if you um, want to really challenge yourself and what you need, or you want to be a minimalist, or you're thinking, why do I need this? Or you have, you, you have um, exercise equipment that you haven't touched in months or a year, maybe it's time to go ahead and donate it and give it to somebody who's actually going to, you know, lose that weight. It's fine if you, you know, haven't found the motivation to uh, shed those pounds, but it's, you know, not a coat rack. So, you know, it's best to just get rid of it and actually donate it or thrift it to someone else who needs it. Number 10 is to fix what you have that's broken. Um, I always advise against just dumping out something unless it's like dirt, dirty or filthy or it's just unsanitary or it's something that's, you know, gross, but things that can be repaired. Um, you know, maybe jeans that you want to stitch on, you can, you know, simply a needle and thread is what works. Um, for items that are maybe a bit bulkier um, or maybe can't be fixed, maybe you should look into repairing them. That's, you know, simply what makes things last a bit longer. You save money. Um, and sometimes the tried and true uh, items that you've had for a long time, they will last longer because you're not buying the expensive things that sometimes, um, you know, as we know, are um, have planned obsolescence to them. In other words, they have a, 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 a timetable uh, of when they're going to be uh, most um, useful and output and do the most good for what you have to use for. So for example, dishwashers um, or dryers or washers or clothes washers. Sometimes there are manufacturers out there who will knowingly um, put uh, timestamps or um, have a, a clock running or some mechanism that breaks in the machine itself. And so you're having to get it repaired a ton of the time. Uh, so that's when you do your research. You look into consumer reports, for example. But um, with, with that, it depends on the, the manufacturer. Not every manufacturer is going to sabotage its products, but there are those who you know not to go ahead and trust because they, they knowingly don't make quality products. And that's what I'm talking about. But for those that um, are tried and true, you know, you can you get the products from Sears or from another place and they last for a long time, you know, brands like, you know, Maytag or Bosch or, you know, these other brands, um, LG, and they last for years and years, well then keep them going. Um, invest your money in those appliances and those type of items from those brands. 
Number 11 is to be a climate citizen. This is where you could tap into looking at your, your neighborhood and how um, it operates. You know, are there changes in the plant life? Are there animals that used to come around where you live and, uh, you know, maybe graze through your yards or eat, and, eat from certain plants where you live and they don't do so much anymore? Or are there animals, you know, dying off around you? Or are there local species of animals that you used to see, but you don't see anymore? This is uh, the time to be a climate activist and a, and a citizen and to observe uh, the patterns of what's happening around you. Number 12 is to submit a public comment to the EPA or your country's environmental uh, government agency. So whether you have a problem with the EPA or your um, environmental agency that happens to be governmental uh, wherever you live in your country, uh, be someone who speaks up. You know, you can challenge those who are, who are in positions of power, who are in positions in the government um, at, at, any, at any turn. You know, these are people who are in public office, so you know their names, you know their titles uh, and, and what uh, offices that they, that they hold. So you can comment publicly on issues that matter, on issues that are uh, raised, on issues that maybe they didn't think no one would know about. Um, I know plenty of people who uh, do, they do uh, public um, commentary or they, they comment publicly uh, to uh, those at, um, at the city council level, at town halls, etc. And they're not afraid to do so. You know, this is the time where you can call uh, the officials, government officials, especially accountable. Number 13 is to audit or change your bank. Now this has to do with uh, figuring out if your bank is even invested in fossil fuels. Are they? Are they someone who, uh, are they uh, a bank that invests in world leaders who pollute the environment? Or are they involved in types of businesses or backing projects or businesses that um, somehow are involved in dirty politics or dirtying up the environment. You should know these things. You know, I found out a few things about Bank of America and I do want to switch my bank uh, one day in the, in the future. And I'm not scared to, and I, I definitely uh, don't like being, um, you know, a part of a system where, sure, it's a big bank, but what are they doing on the other side of the world? Who are they funding projects to? Why are they uh, not giving uh, loans and other types of uh, funding to uh, blacks or people who uh, even want to start businesses? Why is that happening? That, those are the types of questions I'm, a I'm asking myself. Number 14, and the last one, is to get outdoors in nature, uh, but responsibly. So even though we're in a pandemic, you can still, you know, bird watch or, you know, go to a national park for free. Maybe other countries also have the options of going to, you know, national parks also for free. You can pick up trash. I did that recently. And you can uh, go camping. That's a major thing. Go exploring um, but making sure you're leaving footprints and not trash. These are certain things that you can do outdoors. So I'm going to talk about only a few um, different um, climate action specific tasks. Uh, some ones that are pretty um, uh, interesting to me or that I've had experience with. Um, some of the ingredients for recipes I think is really appealing because you can easily freeze extras. You can freeze things like mint or sage or oregano, parsley, maybe some rosemary. You can surely freeze these. I think with the recipes, sometimes um, they may make you scared to um, try them because you haven't done it before. And, you know, maybe you're scared of ruining the recipe, but honestly... You know, just try it. I love trying new things. And with recipes, you kind of can't go wrong as long as you have the ingredients. You know, you don't try to overcompensate or go too fast or you're, you know, rushing because you're hungry. You know, maybe eat a few snacks beforehand and then get started. And, you know, the prep time can be, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But cooking time is probably less than an hour or so. So you kind of can't go wrong with uh, creating recipes and crafting them. Um, and then when you get really good at that and really 
get good at um, finding out what works and, you know, your taste palette and everything, you can sort of adjust as necessary for the future. So if you like um, regular um, cheese pizza, but next time you want to add uh, maybe five, ten cheeses or you want to switch up the toppings, maybe have some local um, sort of toppings or different sauces, you can do that because now you know, you know, I had four cheeses, five cheeses to the recipe and now I want to add six, seven, you know, types of cheese to the recipe. I want to make it, make it extra gooey. I want to experiment with sauces. I want to experiment with um, length of time in the oven or, you know, cooking it. Um, with number two, with the uh, with the other um, types of tasks, the other one when it comes to you know saving money on your electric bill and using the power outage, um, the power strips. Um, when it comes to that, you can save you know ten percent or more on your electricity bill just by unplugging your electronics. Um, you know sometimes in the hustle and bustle of uh, every day, we forget that. Yeah, we can unplug um, our our electronics, you know, because the vampire energy is real. And if you want to save money, if you want to, you know, maybe uh, extend the life of the appliances that you do have, that you do care about, that you spent bread on, you spent money on, then definitely unplugging is definitely fine or using uh, those uh, power steps. When it comes to junk mail, I've talked about and really have been harsh about it, and I hate junk mail. Anyone can tell you this. And so what I do to, because um, I use, I do this tip actively, this action actively, I go ahead and write down the mailer name, so where it came from, I either call them, I go sleuthing. You all know I love my research, and I do my research. So I go ahead and I call the companies. Doesn't matter. Could be AT&T getting junk mail from them. Verizon could be the local company, you know, sell, uh, selling whatever merchandise they have and are doing some uh, mailing advertisements. Doesn't matter. Still hate them. And so I will contact them directly um, by calling them. I'll find out their email. Sometimes I'll email them and send them the email message. Um, places like we Retail Me Not, they have their own um, uh website where you can go ahead and try and be in their system for not being a sent mail. I don't know how other countries do it, but in the U.S. there are tons of different websites and you can sort of um, get unsubscribed from via like email or even mail and so that's a place to go. But I make sure that these places just do not contact me. I hate junk mail. I hate how it piles up. How I have to get rid of the mail, either try and recycle it, you know, sometimes shred it, rip it up so that, you know, possible scammers or people who, who ID sleuth um, and try to get people's mail or whatever from, you know, trash or recycling um, places. They'll try and piece together people's stuff. So I always advise people shred um, junk mail, things like that. I do that. And so I, I keep myself safe that way. Um, when it comes to biking for um, exercise, I think that's a really smart tip. Um, I would do that if I had a bike, um, but I think I want to actively try and save and do that. Um, and that's a good way to be outdoors. Definitely a great way to exercise. For those who maybe are tired of exercising indoors, biking is the way to do it. Um, you can also do exercises outdoors. Most people don't you know, generally do that unless maybe they're jogging, walking, doing parkour, which is kind of exercise, but it's kind of more um, uh, around parks and stuff and jumping over things, which is sort of exercise, but it's not as traditional. So I think biking, um, I think it'd be fun. Um, there's tons of bikes that we're going to talk about a little bit later. And, you know, you can write down as many names that you can maybe um, pull from or invest in in the future. Uh, when it comes to uh, cooking things, I think that um, with the recipes, in addition to that, you could use something like different technology that you haven't used uh, before. So like a pressure cooker. I love pressure cookers, ovens, the new wave oven. I freaking love that that thing and it's so handy you can cook basically anything in there maybe not soups unless you had like a a stainless steel container or something of that sort but you can cook quiche 
Uh, you can defrost things, you can heat up things, bake them, you can um, make sure things are like warm, you can keep things warm in there, bake up to 350 degrees, you're set. You know, you can time however long. Uh, it's so handy and you can give it as a gift as well. It is amazing what you can do uh, cooking in the kitchen. And then uh, some of the last uh, tips I have really good thoughts about uh, when it comes to spring cleaning, you know, wherever you live, an apartment, house, condo, flat, um, you maybe should start from the bottom up. Maybe room by room, uh, give yourself um, certain things you want to accomplish in each room and start um, a small bit each day. You could give yourself maybe um, an extended weekend. Um, and like maybe Labor Day weekend or when you're off from work or if you're maybe sick or maybe on the days that you're, you're getting better and you want something to do to get your mind off being sick, you know, maybe start some spring cleaning. I know there are people who have allergies. If you get sick or have the sniffles, maybe it's great to, you know, get up and going, you know, get your energy and, and blood flowing. Um, even though you, you may be sick, you know, stay in bed for a few um, days or hours, etc. I'm in bed, you know, getting you some soup, some fluids, staying hydrated. But then you could, you know, do some spring cleaning. And then uh, last thing is to fix what's broken. Um, this is a definite mainstay for people who want to save money, um, who have been saving money because they're fixing what's what's wrong with what they have. This is um, you know, super important because even in this time of of the coronavirus, of this pandemic, um, you know, I've said before, a lot of people have lost their, their way. They've lost their jobs. They're getting new jobs. Um, and it, it needs to be, um, I think, a priority for people who are stuck and they don't have the money like they used to. It, it happens. It's fine. But trying to get out of that, that's the goal. You know, you know whether you're trying to apply day and night for different work, um, find out what your network uh, is doing and people in your industry, friends that you can call, old colleagues, you know, you're fixing what's broken. I don't think that that message can just be for items. I think it can be for your life, you know, um, fixing what's broken generally um, in life and literally what you have that's broken. The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. So as you all know, the issue in the episode is to fight climate change, it is to do things during this coronavirus that are action-packed, that are somewhat easy, some think are maybe hard, but we're all doing something. And so that's part of the message of this podcast episode, that you can attempt to uh, do something. You don't have to do all of these activities, but everyone can do something. So can you. So can your friends. You know, if you share this episode and when you do share this episode and putting that into the universe, uh, you are uh, making it uh, easier for people to do something than to just complain or not be informed or to, you know, just really be down the dumps about the coronavirus. We all know that it's really taking a toll on a lot of people and it's so frustrating and it's it's mind-blowing how fast that this um, disease, this uh these illnesses that are being, you know, caused because of the uh, pandemic, how they're, you know, getting, being kickstarted. It's so maddening how it's all happening. So there are a few things I want to expand upon um, as far as the uh, actions that we talked about. So with the first action of with the foods and making sure they last, this is the time to stockpile. This is specific to what you need. I didn't want to um, get an exhaustive list or try and find one or, or create one myself because I know that people eat differently. There are people who are vegans. There are people who are pescatarians. There are people who uh, really are on specialized diets or for health reasons, they have certain things that they can and cannot eat. There are people who are, you know, straight uh, carnivores and they just love meat and that's just what they eat mainly and they eat some vegetables here and there are people who are vegetarians, etc. So I wanted uh, just to let anyone know that they can stockpile on foods that meet their dietary needs that we that they 
um, eat most of. So like the grains and lentils, beans, those are sort of givens, but maybe you're keen on rice. Maybe you don't like certain fruits. Maybe you have certain spices that you need more of um, or etc. Whatever fills in the gaps and holes of your, your diet, make sure you stockpile on those foods, foods that last a long time. Uh, with the uh, tip about the power strips, you can find them tons of places. You can find them online, definitely in stores. In the U.S., we can find them at tons of places like mega stores. These are places that sell practically anything you can think of. Places like, um, I wouldn't suggest Walmart, but places like Target or Hy-Vee's or Super Centers or, or um, uh, Super anything, Super... Well, not super grocery stores and places that have super uh, in the name of them these places sell almost anything you can think of uh, places that are home improvement stores like Home Depot Lowe's or maybe regional stores maybe you you don't have a Lowe's where you live well then the place that is maybe a chain that happens to also be a home improvement store this is the place where you'll find power strips uh, or maybe pop, mom and pop stores. Maybe you live in a town that's rural. Maybe you live in a place that um, is, is has a low population. Then um, you should go to uh, maybe Frank's or, or Ann's or fill in the blank, their name, hardware store, their hardware store. When it comes to junk mail, there are specific web, websites that anyone can virtually go. Um, but I think most of these are for if you live in the U.S., but... Um, maybe you can find the equivalent wherever you live in your country. So catalogchoice.org is a really great uh, place. Uh, I think you have to have a login and account for that though. It's really simple, really quick. Uh, Retail Me Not is definitely one as well. Um, Optoutprescreen.com, that's a great place. I've been there a few times and used their uh, easy uh, service. It's free. You don't have to you know, log in or anything. Directmail.com is an obvious place because it's just a name. Um, and then yellowpagesoptout.com and then also redplum.com. When it comes to um, biking and, and those who are maybe um, new to biking or maybe are using bikes for exercise or love it, you know, are adventurous with it or um, try to do challenges, that's totally fine to do. But maybe you haven't heard of some of these places that have electric bikes. Electric bikes are amazing. Um, Wingbikes.com has tons of electric bikes. Um, Extracycle.com has regular and electric bikes. That's X and then Tra and then Cycle.com. There's AlchemyGoods.com. They have repurposed materials um, like uh, bike inner tubes and advertising banners, amongst other things that they use uh, with their uh, goods and they're repurposed from them. Uh, then there's another um, electric bike company called uh, Stark Drive uh, dot Drive uh, dot Bike. So it's Stark S T A R K Drive uh, dot Bike. That's the website. And then also Gray P the letter P dot com. That's uh, all on uh, about electric bikes, and they have tons of varieties. Uh, they're like notable in the industry when it comes to electric bikes. So number five is when it comes to the, the cooking bigger and bolder flavors and things like that. This is also, I left it open, um, you know, because what you would go for is what you like. So if you like American food, maybe you're into international food, Caribbean food, Mexican, Irish, Nigerian food, or your Scandinavian, whatever you um, have a have a, a, a palate for or that's your niche food group that you go to automatically find a cookbook about it there's tons of cookbooks out there you could go to a thrift store you could go to Amazon or smile you could ask your friends and family for old cookbooks or cookbooks that they no longer use um, and so those are great places to go for inspiration of how to cook and cook maybe cultural dishes. Maybe you found out that you are Irish or you found out that most of your family comes from Nigeria. This is the time to uh, get deep into your culture. And food is a big way of how to do that. Number six is how to um, 
get your loved ones in on talking about climate change. So earlier I was talking about, um, you know, getting them involved in maybe watching movies or starting a conversation around a book or something you saw on TV. So you could pick a climate change topic, be as specific or as general as you'd like, and start from there. Start asking questions. Uh, start with, you know, maybe the Amazon or polar bears in the Arctic and how they're dying. Or you could talk about transportation and polluted air where you live and how it's affecting you or maybe someone you know. You can also talk about things like current news um, or news that is you know different from you, maybe in a different part of the world. You can maybe learn about it in another language. That's definitely spicing up uh, your learning. You're learning in another language and it's about climate change somehow. These are some really great tips. Number seven is to take part in some you know climate action, uh, and climate change inspired fun. So this is where you can binge on things like films and maybe um, different Kindle options that you have reading about climate change. This is kind of specific. You could uh, dive into podcasts. I know about three or four that are specific to climate change and they talk about news and there's a few students on one of the podcasts um, I listen to about climate change and so they talk about it. They develop solutions. They bring on guests. They kind of make it their own. So what you could do is be fun, um, you know, and spice it up. You could definitely listen to uh, binge-worthy uh, podcasts, and you could learn so much by just listening. Uh, with number uh, eight and the whole utility bill, this kind of depends on your utility company. So um, if you're able to um, have renewable energy, I, self, I definitely say go for it. If you maybe uh, don't have the option uh, with your current utility company to do certain things, then maybe it's time for a switch. Uh, number nine, when it comes to cleaning up your apartment, your house, your flat, your condo, your mobile home, etc., Start from the bottom or to the top, or start from one side of the place to another. Um, you could, you know, maybe get rid of things, and by that I mean thrift them, donate them, sell them, give them to people who are your family, friends, etc., uh, your loved ones. Um, if you haven't touched it in six months or a year, uh, then you should probably not have it, you know, unless it's something like gardening tools or maintenance equipment. Um, you know, ask yourself why do you have it. You know, if, it, if it's if it's um, f- making less space in, in your um, in your place, <laughs> have, you see how that rhymes, and it's just you don't need it. Then why have it? You know, if you haven't lost weight by um, having clothes that you thought that you'd be able to fit in, and you you wanted that as motivation, and it's not happening, thrift the clothes. You know, send them all to the thrift store. Just donate all your unwanted items. Number 10 is to fix what you have that's broken. So there's an amazing concept, um, a tradition actually, called Kinsogi. Uh, and, uh, and it is um, amazing because it's a, a Japanese traditional art um, of embracing what's broken, embracing what's damaged. You know, that it's, it's where... Uh, pottery or objects that were broken or were fragile, they're pieced together and they're held together by liquid uh, gold, precious gold. And so you can maybe embrace that concept, you know, and um, in a way, when I was talking about it being general and you fixing broken things in your life and, and maybe you have a career that you're not certain of or you're scared to go on or a different industry that you have to look towards for, for work, that's a way to do um, Kinsogi too. And you could definitely pivot and you could make good use out of what you have that's broken, develop different skills and piece them back together to rebuild your life. Number 11 in being a climate citizen is, you know, getting it informed, figuring out uh, how you live, where you live, um, how it's been developed and then giving that information to organizations or um, groups that will take that information and do things about it and change uh, where you live. So if you live someplace where um, air pollution is heavy 
and there's a group around that uh, will take that data and will analyze it or you can join that group and see how you can be a part of uh, changing the landscape of polluted air where you live join that's a great way to, to act and to actually be uh, take steps to be a climate citizen uh, number 12 is to uh, submit a, a public comment when you're talking about your the, maybe an EPA that you um, maybe have some um, a similar organization to or in your country's environmental government agency, you can talk freely with those who are in power. Um, you can write them, you can call them, you can go to their their building, you can set up a meeting, you can present information, you can um, uh, create some sort of public outcry. There's so many things you can do um, to, to hold those in, in office um, and hold those in a public uh, office accountable. Number 13 is to simply uh, audit or change your bank and so you can um, audit them and see what they do, uncover things um, and research. This is where you could ask tough questions. You could also, also just get get your your bank out of the picture say you know what i'm done with you you charge crazy fees you donate to special interest groups who pollute the planet and you actually are investing in communities uh, where they already have enough money and you're you're divesting and you're making sure people who live in poorer communities or vulnerable communities uh, where they don't have money and they can't uh, build themselves out of poverty and number 14 the last tip and with uh, getting outdoors responsibly, what we talked about earlier, is easy. You can do this by stepping outside, taking a walk, going to the park, uh, taking a walk or a jog. I know that I've done plenty of that going uh, to my local parks. I've even cleaned up uh, my garden. I've done a lot of weed pulling. Uh, and when you're meeting people, of course, wear your masks, um, sanitize, socially distance, everything like that you know, and, and make sure you're staying safe regardless. You know, the sky's the limit. The eco fact of the day is that Greenland's ice sheet is melting seven times faster than in the 1990s. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club, Sierra Magazine, in the March-April 2020 issue. The Eco Company Spotlight is a segment that we are in right now. And so, if you know of amazing companies that are doing great for the planet, that you know and trust, then definitely let me know. I love learning about new companies and testing their products, you know, seeing how good they are uh, for you and for me. Um, I know that uh, I've been doing this for a bit now, since 2019, uh, February 2019, and I've, I've learned so much about so many different companies, so many that I wouldn't have tried unless I tried their products or their services. Um, and so I have an amazing uh, company called Vermont Creamery, and I love cheese. I love goat cheese. It's my thing. I love feta, etc. And so they have a lot of good packed into them. Vermont Creamery was founded in 1984 by two young entrepreneurs named Allison uh, Hooper and Bob Reese. They've got a long history, but some of their notable accomplishments were that in 1991, uh, Vermont Creamery becomes the first uh, American producer of mascarpone. They, in 1998, were the first American company to make French-style cultured butter. And in 2006, they were the first U.S. company to use state-of-the-art aging technology to make goat cheese. They've done amazing uh, things since then, though, so uh, don't count them out. When it comes to their sustainability, they do a few things that are pretty green. They have themselves become a B Corp as of uh, 2014. They uh, run a co-op. The Creamery was established as one in uh, 1919. They have non-GMO products, and they have over 350 family uh, farm members. 
uh, in their co-op who pledge to produce milk that is free of artificial antibiotics and growth hormones. Now, as far as their products, they have tons of different cheeses. Let me just say that. Cheeses, butters, creams, you name it. I couldn't put them all um, in uh, listing form and everything like that. So I'll just talk about the categories and then you can ex- explore on their amazing website. So they have aged cheeses, they have culinary cheeses and creams, they have cultured butters, and they also have fresh goat cheeses. My favorite. Now my experience of uh, Vermont Creamery's products, specifically their um, herb goat cheese is amazeballs, I gotta just say that. It's creatively zesty and it's not overpowering and their flavor is on point. I know that sometimes goat cheese can be a little bit uh, crumbly or uh, with them it's a little bit different. It's definitely soft. Um, You can slice it if you refrigerate it and it's a little bit chunkier that way. But I definitely give it 5 out of 5 green thumbs up. I love it. I love that they have recipes upon recipes on their website. So you never get stuck doing only a few uh, options or creative things for their cheeses and for their creams and for their butters. No, they give you hundreds of different recipes for what they have, their products. It's definitely a green brand and they... I wish they sold their cheese uh, board examples that they have online. I would pay top dollar. I love cheese and, you know, for maybe events, a birthday party, a special occasion, those cheese boards look amazing, immaculately done. They're perfect. I think that their packaging is is one thing uh, that could be improved upon because I don't think it's totally recyclable, even though I've tried, but beyond their tubs of cheese. The tubs of cheese, sure, you can reuse the tubs of cheese, plastic um, uh, tubs of cheese, but, um, you know, the packaging was, was recently done back in 2018, but I think maybe a tough paper alternative of some sort. Um, could be um, a win-win or making their their packaging recyclable. That's what I would uh, improve upon. Vermont Creamery can be found online and in store. They can be found a few places. They can be found online at their website www.vermontcreamery.com and murraysonline.com. That's where you can buy their, their products directly. You can buy them at tons of different stores also. You can buy them at Andronico's uh, Community Markets, Big Y, Bowers Fancy Dairy Products, Central Market, The Augustino, Earth Fair, Giant, Fairway, Harmons, Harris Teeter, Hannah Ford, Heinen's, King's, King Supers, Kroger, Metropolitan Market, uh, natural Grocers, New Seasons Market, Price Chopper, Publix, Roche Brothers, Safeway, Shaw's, Sprouts Farmers Market. You can also buy them at the Food Emporium, the Fresh Market, Wegmans, Wise, Whole Foods, and other stores across the country. Vermont Creamery is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Vermont Creamery, Instagram at Vermont Creamery, uh, all lowercase, one word or two words, just combined as one. They're also on LinkedIn at Vermont Creamery. They're on Pinterest, same thing, at Vermont Creamery. They're also on Twitter at Vermont Creamery and YouTube on uh, Vermont Creamery. I I became a subscriber to their YouTube channel and it's amazing even though they don't post as frequently as I want them to. To contact Vermont Creamery, you can go ahead and check out the website vermontcreamery.com and then go to contact us at the top or bottom of their website to either call, direct message, or to write to them. All right, so thank you so, so much for tuning in and listening. I love every one of you listeners, everyone that listens in, all the shares, everyone who does amazing reviews of Greener Thoughts. I know that there's a few reviews, um, probably more than 10 or so, 
on uh, Apple Podcasts, and I know that that's one of the main places and platforms where a lot of people listen. So if you love Green of Thoughts or love this podcast episode or many of the other ones in the past, then definitely a review. I love uh, when I get to see reviews or I review certain podcasts. It's amazing. Um, if you love this podcast episode, maybe consider sharing it with someone. You know, sharing is caring. And a lot of these tips can be done uh, in the groups or uh, by yourself or just getting the word out about uh, certain things to people. Um, I think it'd be great. You know, which climate activities, you know, will you try next? You know, will you jot them down? Uh, will you make a list for the future? Will you make this maybe a resolutions thing? So even though there's a coronavirus, maybe there could will be other pandemics, as I'm sure that there will be in the future. And so this is a great list to have uh, for a future reference uh, during either pandemic or maybe a global shutdown or maybe you're stuck indoors for a long time. And these happen to do with climate change, you know, any time between here and basically uh, almost the um, half midway point um of the century, you know, you've got a, a few many things to do. So all these things will definitely in some way uh, impact the climate. So why not get started and do them now? Um, I, I hope that you uh, really enjoyed listening. Thank you so much for taking the time out to do so. Um, so just please take care of yourselves as always. And also please take care of the planet. Bye. Bye.